Hello there, fantasy enthusiasts. I'm J.K. Noble, author and illustrator of Hail, a young adult fantasy novel series. And today we're going to talk about how to create a realistic fantasy world. Does your novel take place in a fantasy or fictional universe and you don't know if your world is believable enough? Here are some things you should think about when creating your fantasy world and making it as real as possible for your readers. Number one, who are the people in your fantasy country? Here are some questions to consider. What is the nation called and what are the people called who live in this nation of your invention? For example, America is home to Americans and Thailand is home to Thais. So get creative, pick a name, and develop on that. Once you have that, now we could move on and delve deeper into things like what do your fantasy people look like? What are the certain traits that all the people from your fantasy region have in common? For example, what hair is more popular in your fantasy region? How are, the bo- how are their bodies proportioned? Perhaps... They are similar to hobbits and have small childlike bodies with large feet. Or maybe they have beards like J.R.R. Tolkien's dwarves. Get creative with this one. What do they look like? Are there different types of species of peoples in your fantasy world that share this space? Take the Lord of the Rings, for example. Middle Earth is shared by many different intelligent beings such as hobbits elves dwarves trolls orcs they are not animals they are different uh intelligent species very human-like but have their own culture their own belief system their own appearances and their own specific places of origin once you have that down it would benefit you to figure out what clothes all of your fantasy people wear And you could get really creative with this one. You can even research this online. See how other people, other authors perhaps, even uh, movies. Let's see how they dress up their characters and their fantasy people. There are a lot of robes in fantasy. Very, uh, You would see them in witchcraft and sorcery that people wear robes and such. But you could get creative. A lot of people like to do trench coats for a gothic fantasy vibe. Um, but if you can, if you can develop the clothing into something unique, that would be even more immersive for your readers. There is a war going on in your story what kind of armor would your fantasy people wear how are the armors between countries in your fantasy universe different from one another for example armor uh worn by the elves in the lord of the rings is much different from the armor worn by the trolls now that you have all of this down we can move on to the basics and it is very important to figure out the basics because it would add more depth to your story what do your fantasy people eat this is very important for the fantasy world does the food that you mention in your novel is it the same food that we would be accustomed to in our universe is that likely that the food here would be the same as there do 
they have the same animals that we do? Do they, do they have the same vegetation as we do? That is something you need to think about. It might be beneficial to make the food similar because the readers would be able to relate. For example, Narnia talks about food all the time and the what the Narnians eat is exactly what we would be accustomed to. Hogwarts has lavish feasts all the time and what they would eat is very similar to what we would be accustomed to except Miss Rowling often invents her own candies and drinks and such which makes it even more immersive so she does incorporate as well as create her own fantasy food specific to the world of magic now we can talk about their languages obviously there would be it's a possibility that there would be many languages in your fantasy universe after all we have an infinite amount of languages in our universe so not a lot of fantasy writers incorporate the differences in languages they don't want to have to you know go go into into it deeply the way that you know the lord of the rings does with elvish you they might want to incorporate that the fact that there is another language but not specifically write it down or have it translated it's a lot of work so if that's difficult for you to do that's totally understandable but perhaps you could mention that there are other languages that your fantasy people speak you can even put make up a few words and translate them afterwards the littlest details will make your fantasy story that much more immersive for your readers even hip slang would be great something that the character will always say something that is very particular to their world if it's catchy enough and catches on and your book becomes very successful you might see that your fans will be starting to say it too now moving on what do your fantasy people do for work what sort of jobs do they have available where they live and when they are not working, what do they do for fun? Music is a very important part to all life. If we humans have a strong desire for music, then it is possible that your fantasy people love music just as much. What type of music do they listen to? What type of instruments do they have? Are they these instruments that they use similar to the ones in our world? If not dive into that how are they different are they strings are they winds brass percussion are they keyboards are they a part of the guitar family what do they look like must you be privileged to be able to own an instrument in your fantasy universe must you be privileged enough to learn how to use these fantasy instruments when is music played in your fantasy world do they have gatherings where they play this music do they have feasts or parties where they play this music? Is being a musician looked up to or frowned upon? Or is it more of a hobby? People see it as a hobby in your fantasy universe. Figure that out. Uh, life revolves around music. It really does. Because we have such a deep attachment to music, it would be that much more immersive for your readers to learn about how music impacts the lives of your fantasy people. What type of things are considered taboo in your fantasy world? What types of actions are frowned upon? 
what kind of people do your people look up to? Do they have figureheads that they look up to? Do they have religious beings that they look up to? Do they have monarchy that they look up to? For example, in Avatar The Last Airbender, we see that after Aang had saved the world, they had given him a wonderful statue to remind the people of the sacrifices he made in life and of his epic, epic heroism. What religion, if any, do your fantasy people follow? Do they have several gods or a single god? Do they idolize a figure in government? How exactly do they worship? Do they have idols, temples, churches, shrines? Are their gods evil or are they considered taboo to worship? Are they real or are they myth and fictional? How does religion conflict with the government? It doesn't have to, but it might. Perhaps you would like to leave religion out of your story, which has been done so many times by successful authors. It's okay to leave religion out of your story. If religion doesn't necessarily enhance the story, then it is perfect. It's fine to leave it out. It might even be beneficial to leave it out if you would like to reach a large demographic. Now, what about government? This is another aspect of which you might want to develop in your story. There are so many different kinds of government. It might be worth your while to do a bit of research on each to see which benefits your story. Here are some briefly listed. Anarchy is when the region operates on its own without a government. Aristocracy is a government in which wealthy nobles are given power over peoples of lesser status. Being an elite is hereditary and elites are viewed as being properly educated with a good upbringing and leadership traits. Bureaucracy, when non-elected government officials carry out public responsibilities. Capitalism, this form of government is how the United States currently functions. It is a government in which open competition, private ownership, and free market economy are allowed. Colonialism. A government in which a nation tries to expand its rule over other territories by forcing its culture, economy, religion, and government upon the new territory. Communism. Though communism has banished equal rule by making all people equal to one another, it acts as an opposite to capitalism. It's where all people make the same amount of money despite the job. They are not allowed to oppose the government and they are also not allowed to have their own religious beliefs. Democracy, a government in which the rights of the people are protected. The people are allowed to debate, discuss, and compromise when it comes to the actions of the government to satisfy the public as a whole. Monarchy is a form of government most often portrayed in fantasy literature. It is a government in which there exists an absolute power of a royal bloodline, which is believed to have obtained this power from their divine right. Writing fantasy does not mean there needs to be a castle, a king or queen, princess, prince, evil stepmother, magic fairies, and so forth. Fantasy can be anything that bends the current nature of our world. So since this form of government has been done so many times in fantasy literature, I would encourage you to break the cookie cutter molds created in the past and write something that has not been written before. There are so many other more government types that I have yet to mention, and I encourage you to check them out. Now we can move on to climate. Is your fantasy world or nation in a desert? 
Do they experience dry seasons, monsoons, during any specific time of the year? Does it more closely resemble a rainforest? These details are very important because not only do they mold how the people in the setting live, but also it molds what type of animals and creatures live there too. What is it like to live in your fantasy region throughout the year? Are there particular changes in the weather as the seasons change? How do the people combat the harsh weather? What are their tricks or technology that they use for survival? Once you have that figured out, now you could develop the creatures and fauna that live in your fantasy region. This all depends on your climate. So if your world is more like a rainforest, then you will have a more tropical and colorful looking creatures with a lot of vibrant greenery. If your region is in a desert, then your creatures will more likely be animals that can survive in those con conditions, such as reptiles. Maybe your desert animals are furry creatures. Do they survive because they're able to conserve water? Do they store fat in their bodies like a camel to survive when food is scarce? Perhaps there are some dry shrubs or even plants that carry water within, like a cactus would. If your world is more woodsy, you could invent small and large animals, reptiles, birds, and so on. What do these creatures eat, and how do they behave? Are there poisonous vegetation? How would it kill you? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? Really use your five senses here to get a full in-depth feel of your fantasy world. Finally, we will talk about the rules in your fantasy world. Is your world technology advanced or does it rely on some sort of magic? Who in the, in the civilization in that case can wield this great power? Is everybody a tinker in your steampunk world or do they purchase amazing products from a great inventor? How does magic work in your world? Is the magic connected to nature? Is your government an aristocracy? Perhaps the aristocrats are the only people in your civilization that have the magical abilities. For a more in-depth podcast on how to create rules for your magical world, stay tuned. What are you writing about and what are your thoughts on this podcast? Did this help you? Let me know if you have any questions. You can always reach out to me on jknoble.com or shoot me an email at support at jknoble.com. For more blogs on all these topics, you could check out jknoble.com on the blog section. And Hail the Rise of the Griffins, a young adult fantasy novel, is available in all stores online. You can pre-order it now and receive the physical copy in November. It will be released in November 2nd. Or you can get the digital copy for only $0.99 cents for, on Amazon Kindle. I am offering an amazing promotion in which if you were to pre-order Hail the Rise of the Griffins and send your proof of purchase to support at jknoble.com, then you could get a free digital copy a 15-minute virtual meet-and-greet with me, and a signed digital artwork by me. If you enjoy immersive, interactive maps or want to learn more about the Hale series, or if you really like cool artwork, trading cards, 
free trailers, and so much more, check out hail-fantasynovel.com. To all the creators out there, keep writing, keep creating, keep yourself in that flow. You might soon get where you need to go. Thank you so much. Until we meet again, this is JK Noble.